0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of Beaton Sports Beatdown. For those who don't know who I am, I am your host, Kayla Beaton, and thank you so much for joining me today. And also, if you haven't checked out the first two episodes, go ahead and do that after you listen to this episode. And also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Beatons underscore sports underscore beat underscore down. So with that being said, let's get into today's topics. The baseball gods answered my prayers. The offseason got a little less boring. And a big trade happened. That's not named the San Diego Padres. Can y'all guess who it is? You probably already know, but just take a second and guess. Ready? The New York Mets! They made an incredible trade that I absolutely love. They get Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco from the Cleveland Indians, and the Mets are trading away Almond Rosario, Andres Gimenez, Josh Wolf, and Isaiah Green. Love this trade. So let's just take a look at Lindor's and Carrasco's 2020 stats. Starting off with Lindor, his average was 258, eight home runs, 27 RBIs, six stolen bases. 30 runs, 61 hits, and his OPS was 7.50. Not too bad for a 60-game season. Wasn't the greatest, not the worst, just average. And let's not forget, he's a four-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove Award winner, and a two-time Silver Slugger. Looking at Carlos Carrasco, his 2020 stats, he won three games, four losses. His ERA was 2.91. I actually like that ERA. Anything in the twos, I like. It's like middle of the pack, especially 291. Middle of the pack. If you get over three, I mean, what are you going to do? Not the greatest, but I like where Carlos Carrasco's ERA was last year. And he's also a two-time AL comeback player of the year. He won the Roberto Clemente Award. And in 2017, he led the AL in wins. So, let's just take a look at the potential Mets starting pitching. Starting with Jacob deGrom, Marcus Stroman, Stephen Matz, Carlos Carrasco, and Noah Sindergaard when he returns from injury. And let's not forget, they could still get Trevor Bauer and make that rotation even better. Looking at the lineup, they have J.D. Davis, Michael Conforto, Pete Alonso. He had a rough season last year. And now the addition with Francisco Lindor. Those four guys are going to do very well with this Mets team. And I like what they're doing. They're going to be right up in the top of the NL East with the Atlanta Braves. Sorry to say that, Philly fans and Miami fans. That's just what it is. Miami, I love that you guys made the playoffs last year. I think it was great because no one expected you guys to make the playoffs. This season, you have a slim chance at making the playoffs, especially if the Mets and the Braves keep getting better. It's going to be hard making the playoffs. Phillies, Mm, you guys are in a tough situation. You guys got good guys on your team. I think you'll be competing with these two top teams, but it's going to be hard for you guys to make the playoffs this season. And also, rest in peace to Tommy Lasorda. He died at the age of 93. He's a two-time World Series champion, two-time NL NLMNRD of the year, and absolutely one of the greatest Managers to ever manage the game of baseball. So rest in peace to him and condolences to his family and the rest of the Dodger family. Does anyone else watch clips on YouTube of all baseball games or highlights during the off season? Because I tend to do that a lot. I just, I just go down the YouTube rabbit hole and I would find myself watching... World Series Game 7 moments, plays of the year. And last night, I was just watching the Giants were doing like their list of walk-offs, 2011 through 2020. And Travis Ishikawa's walk-off home run in the 2014 NLCS for them to win the pennant gives me chills every time I watch it. Even if you're not a Giants fan, I feel like you'll still get a chills just from watching that. Especially I watched a lot of this stuff, especially during COVID early on when there was no baseball from May until up till the season started. That's how much I miss baseball. I was watching old games. Pretty much like early 2000s and like 90s games before I was like born and then games that I was too young enough to remember. I just remember watching Randy Johnson pitch with the Arizona Diamondbacks, watching Barry Bond stuff, the New York Yankees winning Cup of World Series in the early 2000s. That's how much I love the game of baseball. If I'm willing to watch old games of baseball games and highlights just to make me happy, I'll do it. I don't know if anybody else goes down the YouTube rabbit hole. Let me know if you do. I would love to see how many baseball fans watch old games or highlights in the offseason. Let me know. Go on my Instagram and comment If you watch all games or highlights. Because I feel like a lot of us. Might do that. Alright moving on. Let's talk about Katie Stowers. Her and the 49ers. Part ways. And I'm kind of sad about this. Because it was my team. The 49ers that made this historic move. Hiring her full time. And it's just a bummer that. She's being let go. And I hope. That she gets a job somewhere else this offseason, maybe with the Kansas City Chiefs, because I do know that is her hometown. Maybe Robert Sala, when he gets a head coaching job, he'll drag her along and be part of that offensive uh, coaching staff. Or maybe one of these 49ers offices, offensive assistant coaches, if they get a job somewhere, maybe they'll drag her along. Who knows? Let's just take a look at all the females that either are active or were active as coaches in professional sports. Starting off in the NFL with Katie Sowers, Jennifer Walter, Catherine Smith, Kelsey Martinez, Jennifer King. Moving on to the NBA, Becky Hammond, Lindsey Harding, Lindsey Gottlieb, and the MLB. Right now, it's only... Alyssa Nakin as a full time coach. And there's Kim Nink as the first ever female GM in Major League Baseball. And then in the minor leagues, just to name a few, Bianca Smith, the first ever female African American to be a minor league coach. And then we have also Rachel Balkovic with the New York Yankees. That's a small list, but there are more out there. These females, wall breakers, just making history for themselves and also paving the path for young girls that are looking up to these women. And I absolutely love it. Especially Alyssa Nakin, right now being the only female in professional baseball. And we got Becky Hammond, who is... Very, very close to becoming the first ever woman head coach in NBA history. I can feel it. It's going to happen with Becky Human. Like in that last episode I talked about Becky Human, It's going to happen. Just a matter of when, it's going to happen. And then in the minor leagues, Bianca Smith, Rachel Balkovich. They'll, if they, we'll see how they do this season, but I think they'll definitely be moving up. Alright everyone, that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beaten Sports Beatdown. I would like to be posting two to three times a week. So, follow me on Instagram. Again, at beatens underscore sports underscore beat underscore down. For updates on when new episodes are dropping. And also, don't forget to follow me on Spotify. All right, everyone, I'll see you guys next time and hope you have an amazing day.